Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. Thousands of Cubans took to the street across the island nation in a rarely seen protest and demanded freedom from the communist dictatorship. Why is this so rare? Well, let's take a brief look at the history of Cuba, where the country of Cuba had become kind of a a Hawaii, so to speak, for the east coast of the U.S. Many people went there to vacation and and just have a great time. But in 1959, the, the Cuban rebels, supported and funded by the communist Soviet Union government, successfully executed an, an overthrow of the Cuban government. Soon, the new Cuban government, led by Fidel Castro, as many of you know, started showing its Marxist ways. I mean, he he had actually come to the U.S. after this and, and was almost presented as a hero, but wasn't that long after that that he started to show his Marxist ways by taking private property and land from it, from its people. Now, Bloomberg uh, put it this way. They said that many frightened, dispossessed, and merely hungry Cubans fled um, by the winter of, of 1960. And, and by that winter, more than 100,000 were already in the state of Florida. That is a lot of people, obviously. The State um, Department issued a statement in the spring of 61 asserting that, quote, the Castro regime offers a clear and present danger to the whole hope of spreading political liberty, economic development, and social progress through all the republics of the hemisphere. That was, that was their quote. So obviously a, a, a big warning. Now, President Dwight Eisenhower authorized the CIA to re- recruit and, and arm Cuban anti-Castro exiles. So those that had already left Cuba and and then uh, wanted to do something about the regime there. Training camps were established in Guatemala and, and a few other places. At, at the time, uh, controlled by a friendly dictatorship, uh, Guatemala was, they allowed us to do some training camps there. At the outset, the idea was to dispatch a, a force to wage a, a protracted guerrilla campaign. So instead of just going down there with, with our full force, we, we decided that, uh, that this was the, a better way to go. And then President Kennedy got a little impatient with, with that idea. <laughs> and the, 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 the Russians, um, they were sending jets and arms and equipment. Uh, they were being shipped to uh, to arm Castro, and they they needed uh, a, a quick outcome. And so President Kennedy kind of got this got cold feet and, with the with the plan of of allowing this kind of to to develop naturally. And uh, and so what he needed was he needed this to be achieved, uh, unlike conventional type of an assault on the beaches. He needed it to be done, um, you know, in, in, in a much quicker way. So early on in April, 5th, uh, uh, April 15th, 1961, key targets in Cuba were bombed by a handful of B-26s. Uh, and, and 
and medium bombers, and they, they painted them like Cuba, with Cuban markings uh, and, and flown by exiles. They killed some soldiers and some civilians and wrecked some, you know, several Castro planes. But later that day, amid an uproar at the United Nations, U.S. Amb- Ambassador uh, Andrele Stevenson, he, he denied that the, the government was involved. So Kennedy decided, no, we don't want to tell people that we were involved with this. <laughs> we, you know, we didn't have any, our, our fingerprints aren't on this. And uh, he claimed at, at the uh, CIA's behest that the plane had been flown by defectors from Castro's Air Force, right? The White House, nevertheless, panicked, obviously, and, and canceled further bombing sorties. Now, this was an integral part, though, of what was happening in, in, uh, in Cuba to try to uh, counteract what Fidel Castro was doing. Two mornings later, the invasion force was transferred um, from the, the five rust bucket transports, you know, they, they just gave them some old stuff, to, uh, to landing crafts off uh, southeast Cuba that took them to the beaches, or at least to reefs, um, unnoticed by American planners. Um, so they, they, some of them got stuck on, on these reefs. Um, the American planners didn't really account for that. And uh, from which the, the Cubans way, had to kind of wade ashore then from that. Um, and, and, and many of which were just grateful to get onto the land. American uh, briefers had told them that they would enjoy about 72 hours grace period before Castro's forces mobilized. Instead, they were quickly engaged by local militia, and and the Cuban Air Force attacked the landing fleet. When the prohibition on on exile air attacks was lifted, uh, and some B-26s based in in, uh, Nicaragua uh, launched new sorties, most were shot down. Uh, Two of the transport ships were hit by Castro's bombs. One blew up, uh, just obliterating the landing force's ammunition, rations, fuel, and medicine supplies. Now, Cuban regular forces converged on the assault area at that point, and the surviving ships withdrew, and the invaders um, progressively surrendered, just little by little, uh, even though we had said that we would back them. Fighting kind of petered out on the third day, and more than 100 exiles had been killed during that time and, and, and during the months that followed. Many, many alleged uh, sympathizers were executed uh, by the Havana government. We, we know that to be true. And more than 1,000 invaders became prisoners of Castro. They were ransomed, actually, um, by the U.S. about 20 months later uh, for sums varying from about $25,000 for soldiers to about a hundred thousand a piece for the commanders, and to, and and it all totaled about fifty three million dollars in food and medical supplies. So to have the U.S. government um, lead then the D- Democratic president John F. Kennedy organize a counter revolution with with those that had fled the Marxist tyranny of, of Fidel Castro, and then not to back them was just a major blunder. And, and, and this is, uh, of course, we know as the Bay of Pigs. This is what the Bay of Pigs was all about. Uh, and that we had backed these 
uh, exiles. These people had fled Cuba because of the Marxist regime. And they had fled. They wanted to be able to get their country back again. And we said, okay, let's do it. Let's do it together. We're going to back you. We're going to train you. And we did. We, 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 we started to train them. We sent them over and said, we're right behind you. We're going to fly these sorties. We're going to be able to, to, to give you air cover. And then it didn't happen. And we let them down. Um, then, you know, we, we, we told them that, that they would um, be just the, the, simply the, the tip of the spear and that the U.S. would, would be, you know, right behind to, to, to not only provide that air support, but also intelligence. But then not living up to our, uh, you know, our own words, not our, our own promises and letting them just simply die there on the beach. Uh, that was a huge source of frustration for the Cuban people, especially here in the U.S., now, this led to the Cuban Missile Crisis, where we surrounded the island with our, our Navy to block the communist Soviet ships uh, coming ashore. Uh, from that point on, there have been many that have built rafts to escape the, you know, the atrocities and, and, and the atrocious conditions of Cuba. Uh, in, in, you may remember in 1994, after there were, was an increase in a large amount of riots there in Cuba, Castro announced that anyone who wanted to leave Cuba could. And close to 40,000 Cubans risked their lives for the freedom and liberties that we have here in America. Many died in the waters between the two countries. And then U.S. President Bill Clinton would announce that any rafters intercepted at sea would be detained at Guantanamo Bay Naval Base that they're on Cuba, um, around 31,000 rafters would be detained at the base. And the Cubans held at the base were uh, designated to, to live in, in kind of a tent city type of format. Uh, many at the naval base were concerned that they would be uh, obviously sent back to Cuba instead of being granted permission to enter into the United States. But on, on May 2nd, 1995, the Clinton administration announced that the majority of the teen, uh, detainees would be processed and allowed to immigrate. And Bill Clinton did enact the wet feet, dry feet policy. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that, but uh, basically it's where only Cuban rafters who made it to the U.S. soil would be allowed to remain. So if you could get to basically Florida, if you could get to the shores of Florida and get your, your feet dry, then you, then you could remain in the U.S. But if, if you were uh, found you know, without having uh, been able to come ashore, then you were then um, told that you had to go back. Uh, this is uh, why just a few years ago, of course, under uh, Barack Obama's administration, a, a mom and her small son uh, tried to uh, cross the in, in kind of a small boat raft kind of thing. And, and she actually ended up dying. Uh, on that raft, but uh, but her son was rescued. But then, of course, through some legal stuff and things, he was actually sent back to Cuba to be with his uncle because he hadn't made it ashore. <laughs> the U.S. would also approve a minimum of 20,000 immigration visas a year from uh, the country of Cuba. Uh, Obama wanted his, his stamp, of course, on the problem and tried to make uh, friends with the communist dictator Fidel Castro. Uh, Barack said that, uh, that he thought 
that the embargo of Cuba was helped f- f- furthering the, the poor conditions of the Cuban people. I mean, <laughs> here's how clueless Barack Obama was in, 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 in many cases, but in, in this sense of alone, that he didn't, he couldn't see that communism was the problem. He didn't see that a dictator, Fidel Castro, was the problem. That he thought it was our embargo. That it was us, the Americans, that was that were making uh, our our decisions were making this this country such a poor uh, country. So he literally lifted many of the of the sanctions and the travel embargo on on Cuba. And th- this, of course, did really the opposite of uh, destabilizing the government of, of Cuba. It it turns out that that when you give money to dictators, well, they use that money to solidify their positions of power. So that's exactly what happened. And 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 it was all really uh, th- this type of thing was on our administration here in this country. So this brings us back to what is happening today. And the Daily Wire reports that Cubans protested the impoverished conditions of the island, their their lack of freedom under a leftist Marxist regime, and did so while chanting, you got it, liberty and freedom. Two words, liberty and freedom. This is what they're chanting, okay? And so they're demonstrating in the streets and they're doing so while chanting those two words. One video that emerged on social media showed that the protesters uh, were waving an American flag while chanting liberty. Quote, this is deeply moving. Watch as Cubans wave the American flag while watching against the island's 62-year-old communist dictatorship on the streets of Havana. And this is, this is from a conservative strategist. Um, Mr. Uh, Sopo, he, he tweeted this. Uh, he tweeted, never forget that America represents to billion, billions across the world. Uh, this People still see America as the source of liberty and freedom, as, as they rightly should. Yes, we've taken steps in the wrong direction, but we still represent that, and we still are that hope for the world. Uh, Florida Republican quickly responded to the escalating situation and some called on Biden, the Biden administration to take immediate action. Uh, quote, Florida supports the people of Cuba as they take to the streets against the tyrannical regime in Havana. And this is, this is from Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis. And he wrote this on Twitter. He said, the Cuban dictatorship has repressed the people of Cuba for decades and is now trying to silence those who have the courage to speak out against its disastrous policies. Uh, Another one here. I I am asking uh, POTUS, uh, or obviously our president, (laughs) just short, short firm, uh, short, short form for, uh, for the president uh, and secretary Blinken to call on members of the Cuban military to not fire on their own people. This is Senator um, Marco Rubio. He's uh, obviously a, a Republican from Florida. And he wrote in a Twitter, quote, the um, incomplete, uh, incompetent Communist Party of Cuba cannot feed or protect the people from the virus. Now those in the military must defend the people, 
not the Communist Party. Those are good words there. Uh, For over six decades, the despot Castro regime in Cuba has deprived its people of life and economic liberty. This is from uh, Florida uh, Lieutenant Governor Janet Nunes. She said, the images we are seeing from across the island are an outcry as shortages of basic necessities have become commonplace. As a Cuban-American, I stand in solidarity with the freedom-seeking people of Cuba calling for the end of the communist dictatorship. The Castro's continue uh, repression won't keep the Cuban people from peacefully demanding their God-given rights as Cubans risk everything to protest. Florida will continue to support our Cuban brothers and sisters who are fighting for freedom, democracy, and human rights. Um, Miami Republican Mayor Francis uh, Francis, um, Suarez uh, wrote uh, on Twitter, the Cuban regime's military police are shooting at unarmed Cuban protesters fighting for freedom. 60 years of communism, cruelty, and the oppression cannot last any longer. We are imploring the U.S. to take action as we peacefully demonstrate on, as they peacefully demonstrate on the streets of Miami. And and uh, and here's one more: Senator Ted Cruz. He's a Republican, obviously from from Texas. He's the senator there, and one of the t- uh, two senators there. And he says, um, uh, by responding in, on a tweet on a Twitter, um, one here he says, uh, "quote The communist Cuban regime." will be consigned to the dustbin of history. It was brutalized and den- it has brutalized and denied freedom to generations of Cubans and forced my family and so many others to flee. The American people stand squarely with the men and women of Cuba and their noble fight for liberty. Uh, and and I, I like how these guys put this. I mean, this this is something that is big. Uh, we, you, you may have seen a little bit of it on the news. You may have just kind of, you know, uh, touched here or there. But this is a big thing. This is a country who is fighting for for freedom, is fighting for liberty, and, and against the oppression that has happened for so long there. Uh, so, so even though this is a big to-do, what has, has been the response of the Biden administration? Well... It's been very embarrassing, to be just perfectly honest with you. They were trying to speak out on both sides uh, with both sides of their mouths. Uh, they 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 say that they support the Cuban people in their right to protest, but they also say that they are protesting because of economic and uh, and and lack of COVID vaccine. Really, <laughs> a lack of of COVID vaccine? Well, the Daily Wire continues to report that the Democratic President Joe Biden administration was slammed after it claimed that the people of Cuba were protesting, quote, rising COVID cases and deaths, unquote. <laughs> That's what they say they're protesting <laughs> and other medical issues on the island, obviously. <laughs> uh, Julie Chung, uh, acting assistant secretary to the U.S. Department of State, State's Bureau of Western Hemisphere Affairs. How'd you like that as your title, right? Uh, she said, that the protests were centered around the coronavirus pandemic. Quote, peaceful protests are growing in Cuba as the Cuban people exercise their right to peaceful assembly 
to <laughs> express concern about rising COVID cases and deaths and medical shortages. Chung <laughs> tweeted this, that, she, that we recommend the numerous efforts, uh, or we co- commend, I'm sorry, we commend the numerous efforts of the Cuban people mobilizing do- donations to help neighbors in need. So just completely missing the point here. The administration faced instant backlash over the statement with many noting that the protests were aimed against the communist dictator, not at at COVID. Uh, Quote, the Cuban people have been denied the right to peaceful assembly for over 60 years. This is is from conservative um, activist uh, Mrs. Uh, Garoy. Uh, And she tweeted this. She said, this is so disrespectful in so many levels to the thousands of Cubans who have faced the firing squad for just trying to peacefully protest. Um, and, you know, and, and she basically goes on and just says, you know, our, what have they been doing? Living under a rock? She says, I was raised in communi- uh, communist Cuba. I know what oppression, hunger, and censorship and indoctrination looks like. Uh, she said, this is the only country in the world where you can be and do whatever you want, no matter your background or the color of your skin. Um, Republican Carlos um, Jimenez, uh, he, they, uh, he, he tweeted that the Biden administration is totally deranged on the Cuba policy. This isn't some pesky protest over COVID vaccines. This is about oppressing a brutal communist regime freeing political prisoners and demanding free elections. If you can't make the distinction, then you're really bad at your job. And Alberto uh, Fernandez, retired U.S. uh, diplomat, tweeted, what a dull, lifeless, dumb tweet by Biden and his State Department official. People in Cuba aren't calling for COVID shots or medicine. They're calling for freedom. Kevin um, uh, Cabrera, he's a Republican strategist. Uh, He tweets, this is absurd, tone deaf, and insulting. Exercising their right to peaceful assembly, there are no rights in Cuba. In case you haven't heard, it's an oppressive dictatorship. They are not protesting for more PCR tests or ventilators. They want freedom. Then, as if to, you know, double down on their absurd response to what happened in Cuba, Biden released this statement. Get this. We stand with the Cuban people and their uh, clarion call for freedom and relief from the tragic grip of the pandemic and from the decades of of, uh, repression and economic suffering to which they have been subjected by Cuba's authoritarian regime. Okay, so so far he starts off he starts off pretty good, right? The Cuban people are bravely asserting fundamental and universal rights. Those rights, including the right of peaceful protest and the right to freely determine their own future, must be respected. Okay, so again he's he's started off pretty good here, but <laughs> it completely comes off the rails, and he doubles down on what they had already said. He said the United States calls on the Cuban re- regime to hear their people and serve their needs at this vital moment rather than enriching themselves. Okay, so again, what he's saying here is that 
is that it's, it's just because they're poor and it's just because they don't have vaccines and things that, that, uh, that, that these, these protests are happening. Come on, get a clue. This last sentence clarifies where Biden is coming from. He thinks that if the Marxist dictatorship of Cuba would just throw the people maybe a little bit more food and have a few more, you know, syringes of vaccine, this whole thing would just go away. Later, the administration admitted that this statement uh, was prepared for Biden and it wasn't really his words. But here, here is the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, on on the situation. Listen to this issues that uh, the uh, that protesters are justifiably out there in the streets uh, protesting about is hunger is lack of access to vaccines etc but we are continuing to provide a range of assistance which we will continue to do uh, I will say on vaccines one of the challenges Jonathan which you may be familiar with is that Cuba has not joined Covax uh, and has indicated they intend to vaccinate their population using the Abdallah vaccine uh, which there, the Pan American Health Organization has been out there urging Cuban scientists to publish their their results in the peer-reviewed literature on this vaccine. So, in terms of Covax, would be a mechanism that we have provided, as you all know, vaccines to a range of countries in the world. We certainly recognize and understand that access to vaccines is one of the issues that a number of individuals in the streets is voicing concern about. Uh, but we have to determine what the mechanism would be to work with the Cuban people to get vaccines to them. Uh, that's something we're working. So what she's saying is that these poor people of Cuba are protesting because of the lack of vaccines. This was just a spontaneous protest. And and it it had very little to do with the terrible government in Cuba, is what she's saying. Things would be so much better for for the government and, and its people there if if they would just allow us to to give them more vaccines unbelievable and she continues with this there's every indication that yesterday's protests were uh, spontaneous expressions of people who are exhausted with the cuban government's economic mismanagement and repression and those these are protests inspired by the harsh reality of everyday life in cuba not people uh, in another country. I'm saying that because I think there have been a range of accusations out there, as you well know, Jeff. Uh, in terms of uh, our assessment of uh, a future, our, our current po- our policy, I should say, uh, it continues to be, our approach continues to be governed by two principles. First, support for democracy and human rights, which is going to continue to be at the core of our efforts through empowering the Cuban people to determine their own future. Second, Americans especially Cuban Americans, are the best ambassadors for freedom and prosperity in Cuba. I don't have anything to predict for you in terms of any policy shift. Obviously, given the protests were just happening over the last 24 to 48 hours, we're assessing how we can be helpful directly to the people of Cuba uh, in, in these circumstances. So these protests are not about liberty and freedom as much as some have reported. How silly of you to believe that. And on on whether Joe Biden likes the, the protesters waving the American flag and, and yelling liberty and freedom, this is what she had to say. Or maybe in this case, this is what she didn't say. The president certainly 
values and respects uh, the, uh, the uh, symbol, symbol of the American flag. Uh, he's someone who uh, certainly uh, waves it outside of his uh, house or ha does in Delaware and, and other places where he's lived uh, throughout his time. Uh, but he also believes that people have the right to peaceful protests, and he thinks both can be true. So you can see that again. A Democratic president, an administration failing to stand up to the Marxist dictator and stand with the people of Cuba that are fighting for freedom and liberty with their very own lives. And when asked why, you know, why, why would they be flying the flag, American flag, and why would they be yelling freedom and liberty if this was about vaccines? They can't answer that because that's a lie. And again, we have a Democratic president and administration who has let down the Cuban people. They are not backing them. They are not assisting them in any way against this Marxist dictatorship. And I think we need to pray for them. I think we need to pray for them and we need to help and support them in any way we can. And you may agree and you may disagree, but you can always go to UncommonSensePodcast.com and let me know how you feel on the subject. Again, thank you for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.